name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. We are living in some very perilous times. There's a shaking that's taking place in the world, and I know some of you, uh, you feel like you've lost all hope. Well, the Lord is not surprised with anything that's taking place. He's got this. So today's message, we're going to talk about how to have a sound mind in some perilous times. Be blessed by this message. Well, the title of this message today is You Got This. And you may say, well, what have I got? Well, whatever God has called you to do, whatever battle that you're going through right now, you've got this. Because you have the spirit of the living God living within you. Resurrection power lives within you. And we are living in some perilous times, some uncertain times. But it's no surprise to the Lord. He knows exactly what's going on. And what we're going to do today is we're going to learn how to keep a sound mind in some perilous times. Because it seems like a spirit of fear is in the whole world today. And that spirit of fear is easy to come upon us. Anxiety, don't sleep well, you know, can't have a perilous, uh, we're living in perilous times and it's hard to keep a sound mind. And we're going to talk today about a mighty leader in the Bible called Deborah. Y'all say Deborah. This is not a ladies conference. This is all of us because this is a word. We're going to learn some characteristics from her that will help us all to walk in victory and how we can thrive in these perilous times. Not just survive, but thrive. Amen? Amen. All right. Y'all ready for the word? All right. Let's go to Judges 4, 1 through 5. When Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of, of Jabin, king of Cana, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harasheth, Hagoyim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel and the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Father, I thank you for your presence that we feel. Lord, I thank you for your anointing that's in this house. Lord, anoint me, anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Well, who was Deborah? Deborah was actually the fourth judge and the only female judge of Israel. Now, when we normally think of a judge, we think of the, the black robe, Judge Judy, <laughs> presiding before court. But in fact, she was a prophetess sent by God. And God's mercy and grace has always been there. Even when the children of Israel messed up, they blew it. When they cried out to God, what did he do? He always came to the rescue, and he sent Deborah at this particular time. So if God had that much grace and mercy in the Old Testament, how much grace and mercy does he have for you and I in the New Covenant? When he sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us, 
And he wants me to tell all of you that are watching by television, Jesus Christ loves you. No matter how you've blown it, how you've messed up, that's what the blood of Jesus is all about. He wants you well. He wants you walking in victory. See, so many times the, the enemy will tell us you'll never be healed. You'll never be well. You'll never amount to anything. But the word of God says you are more than a conqueror. Amen. You are the head and not the tail above and not beneath mighty men and mighty women of God. So we've got to believe what the word of God says about us, that his mercy and his grace is new every day. Some of y'all got to give yourself some grace and mercy. Have y'all ever blown it? Have you ever blown it this morning? <laughs> Doug got a little upset. I don't say anything too much. You know, I always got a Doug story. If you don't have your sons or your husband. But uh, I wasn't really paying too much attention to what he said. But he, he came to me. He said, I'm just so sorry. I, I just blew. I said, I don't even know what you were saying. I was doing something else. But he said, but the Lord knows. Do you think the Lord heard me? I said, oh, yes, he did. <laughs> But we all do, and that's what the blood of Jesus, but we got to learn to give each other grace and mercy, and we got to give ourselves some grace and mercy. Amen? So, Deborah, and that just shows us that God's always used women. And he's always going to use women. Amen. Even the country ones like me. So, Deborah, some of the characteristics of Deborah. She lived in some perilous times. But she was bold and she was fearless. So what I want to do now is I'm going to talk about having a sound mind. Have you ever just come to the point in your life and you wouldn't say it because we're all Christians? I feel like I'm blowing my, my mind. I'm losing my mind. We said it. Or, or there's so much going on. You've got so much stress in your mind that you can't think straight. And then now they say COVID causes brain fog too. I think, well, I don't have, didn't have COVID, but I get some brain fog sometimes. <laughs> because when you're living in a world that so much is going on and there's so much fear and there's so much anxiety and we watch the news and we see everything that's taking place, it's easy for us to not have a sound mind. So we're going to go now to the New Testament and we're going to talk about Paul and Timothy just a little bit of how we can have a sound mind in perilous times. We got to get our act together. Y'all say amen, please. Amen. <laughs> or Sandra, you got to get yours together. Okay, 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded it is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Y'all say sound mind. Well, in this particular scripture, Paul was in prison. He knew he was going to die. Timothy was like his spiritual son. He loved him. He had been there for him. He had mentored him. But Paul, Timothy was a pastor in Ephesus. And Nero was the leader at that time, and he had just lost his mind. <laughs> and he was having kill, children just martyred, Christians martyred. He was horrible. So 
Paul actually knew how Timothy was feeling because that spirit of fear was going to come upon him because he knew at any time those police could come and get him, kill him in some barbaric kind of way. So what he told him first, I know the faith that was in your mother and your grandmother. And I'm telling you here today, there is something about praying mothers and grandmothers and, and of course, grandfathers and fathers. It didn't mention anything about a father in this particular scripture. It just mentioned the mother and the grandmother. And it, some studies feel like maybe they were new converts under Paul. So the faith was there. And that is the greatest legacy that you can leave your family is faith in Jesus Christ. And some of you may not have a pulpit ministry, but if you got children and grandchildren or great-grandchildren, you got a ministry right there because they need prayers today more than ever before. You may be sowing into the next Billy Graham, the next Joyce Meyer. My little grandmother, y'all have heard me say, she had no idea when she wagged me to that little Pentecostal church that I'd be a preacher one day. She had no idea. She, I feel like she knows today in heaven. But she would take me to church, and I, I've still got her old Bible. I'm just believing that all my children and grandchildren's going to be saved. So the legacy that we leave to our children and our grandchildren. And you know, a lot of people are so afraid now. Oh, how are children going to make it? They've made it through every generation. God prepared them for this time, but they do need our prayers. Now, I was at this church, New Covenant in Harrisville, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the, the power of prayer, and I believe God's going to use more children. I really believe that. Children are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's why we've got to teach children to listen to the voice of the Lord and the Holy Spirit and not entertain them all the time. Because when we entertain them as children, they want to be entertained as adults. And that's the truth. But they do hear from the voice of the Lord. They see things. When I was a little girl, they said I had an imaginary friend called Jay Hare. <laughs> Jay Hare. I believe it was a little angel that I had that I, and I talked to and that, you know, my parents thought, oh boy, what have we got on our hands? But then when I had my brother, I named him Jay Hare. <laughs> I didn't have a, an angel to play with anymore, but... But we, I believe children are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, so we got to teach them to be in tune to the spiritual realm. But at this particular meeting, the, the praise and worship was going forth, and y'all, there was a little boy that was nine years old that came up to the altar all by himself. There was not a, another person in the altar, and that little boy was worshiping the Lord in the most sincere way that I've ever seen. He was raising his hands, he was as cute as he could be, and it just, oh, the glory of the Lord filled the house. I feel because of that little boy's obedience. All the adults, we just sit there and watched him. We were praying from our, our seat, of course, but it just, it brought down the glory of the Lord. And Doug was saying he was, you know, he was filming the, the, for the program, and he said he felt somebody touching his back and praying for him, and he looked around up high. Didn't see anybody look down low, and there was that little boy praying for him. Doug said, nobody prays for the cameraman. <laughs> but you know, the legacy that his parents, they're bringing that little boy up right. And I thought, boy, and I heard he could preach too. 
So if you want prayers answered, you let a child pray for you. They got that childlike faith. They hadn't been around religion so long to try to justify everything. So he knew the faith that was in the mother and the grandmother. And then he said, the gift is within you. You need to fan the flames or stir up the gift that is within you when I laid hands on you. Because you see, Timothy, I can't be with you right now. There's going to be a time that you're going to be all alone like you are now, but you got to fan the flames within you. You got to stir up the gift that is within you. And see, the gift of the Holy Spirit is in you. But sometimes you just got to do your part and stir up that gift or fan the flames. Get in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, baptize me fresh in your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm going through something right now, but I got to have you like never before. When the spirit of fear comes, you need to fan the flames. When the doubt and the worry comes, you need to fan the flames. When your mind, you feel like you're losing your mind, you need to fan the flames and get in the presence of the Lord. Turn the TV off. Turn off the media and say, Lord, I'm turning into you today. Fan the flames. And I believe this day in this service that the Holy Spirit is going to come in and he's going to ignite the fire of God within us. Where is our passion? Where is our love for the lost? Have we lost it? Have we lost it? Now you watching by television, we know we talk different sometimes as Christians. We'll say, we're on fire for Jesus. And you're thinking, well, what does that mean? That represents the Holy Spirit, that we have a passion for Jesus. And see, so many people today have a holy smoke where there used to be a holy fire. Because we get busy, we get discouraged, we go through trials of life. But what we need to do, you know, do y'all like hot food hot? If I'm going to drink coffee, I want it to be hot. In fact, Doug and I will fix us a cup of coffee and we'll put it in the microwave. Because we talk a lot and it cools off. Or I talk a lot. And he'll say, what are you thinking about? I said, I'll have my caffeine first. <laughs> uh, same thing with food and soup. We want it hot. And that's the way it is with the Lord. He don't want us lukewarm. He wants a church on fire for him, ablaze with the Holy Spirit. That's what this world is looking, like, looking for today. And I believe that we are going to have revival that is shaking the land, but it's going to start with us. But we got to fan the flames within us first. We're wanting to empower somebody else, but we got to empower ourselves first with the Holy Spirit. Fan the flames. Because a little spark will start revival. And you may think, well, I'm just, y'all have heard that. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, some of you need to let your light shine. Because this world is looking for Christians on fire for Jesus that have a passion, that believe what we preach, that believe us in the word. We believe, we believe in healing. We believe in miracles. We believe that God still does the miraculous. But Lord, forgive us when our hearts have become so hardened that we don't even believe what we preach anymore. Or we don't expect it to take place. So we got to fan the flames and have an uncontrollable fire for Jesus. Have y'all ever had tried to put out a fire that was hard to put out? Now, this is another Doug story. I'm picking on him today. My boys, I don't have any new ones since they moved away from Laurel. I can't understand that. 
I'm calling them back, though. But um, years ago, when they were little, little children, little boys, their grandparents gave them one of these little log cabins, you know, the little wood log cabin. It was real cute, had the little windows on it. But as they got to be teenagers, it started to rot down. And Doug said, well, we're just going to burn this thing down. Well, he had this great idea. He put gasoline on the log cabin. He dug him a little trench and put some gasoline in it. He lit the, the, uh, the gasoline from the little trench. That thing goes into that log cabin and it explodes. I mean, it is, and my boys thought that was the funniest thing they had ever seen. Well, it wasn't funny for long because y'all, the wind started blowing. I thought, oh my goodness. We started grabbing water hose, like water hose is going to put that kind of fire out. And I was saying, oh my goodness, we're going to be on the news. I can see it now. Preacher is, she has burned the neighborhood down. But God in his mercy and grace, he sent rain just at the right time. Doug says, Amen. And he put that fire out. But that's the kind of uncontrollable fire we have for Jesus. That when the enemy comes against us, when we have problems in our family, when we have problems in our health, that it doesn't rattle our faith. We got a fire and a passion for Jesus to know that, you know what, we belong to Jesus. I'm giving this problem to him. He's working on my behalf. And I'm going to do my part and stay in his presence. Amen. And we're going to fan the flames and we're going to have some sound mind during some perilous times. Seems like all the rest of the world's lost their mind, but we in the body of Christ, we're going to have to keep our sound mind and be in peace because that's what Jesus wants us to have. Peace, peace, peace of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, she was fearless and she was bold. The next characteristic is she listened to the voice of the Lord. She would sit under this palm tree and settle disputes among the people. But see, one thing, she was faithful in the small things. There's a lot of people today, they want worldwide ministries, but they're not even faithful in the small things. You got to go through the process to get there. You know, people are wanting, oh, I want a double portion anointing. I've heard people say, I want a double portion anointing, but they're not faithful to do anything. So we got to be faithful in the small things. And she was faithful. So she listened to the voice of the Lord. And we've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. He will lead. He will guide. He will provide. But this is a time that we've all got to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. And not only that, she was obedient to the Holy Spirit. All right. Y'all say, preach to me, Sandra. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's see. Judges 4, 6 through 8. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abnion of Kadash of Nephali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Nephali and the sons of Zebulun. And against you, I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She was given an impossible situation. Yes, Barak had 10,000 troops, 
But God had told Deborah to tell him, you go on top of this mountain. Mount Tabor, it was 1,800 feet above the enemies. Well, the roads were in terrible condition. There was no place to hide, and all they had was a sword. Well, this other army, Jabin's army, it had all kinds of chariots, and they had blades on these chariots that could plow down groups of men at one time. So it looked impossible. And so Barak said, I will go only if you will go. But anyway, she said, I'll go. But the only way I will go is that you will not take any glory for this. Only God will get glory and women. And he said, okay. Okay. So they go to the top of Mount Tabor in this impossible situation. But not only did she hear from the Lord, she was obedient, and she had some radical faith. Let's see what happens next. All right, they're looking down at their enemies. Judges 4, 14 through 15. Then Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him, and the Lord rooted Sisera and all of his chariots and all of his army with the edge of the sword before Barak, and Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. When she heard the voice of the Lord, she said up, or in other words, this is the day. The Lord is going to fight the victory for us. Y'all say, this is the day. So they started going down that mountain to this impossible situation. Just imagine the fear. And I imagine that Barak was thinking, I hope Deborah heard from God. And all of these people. And it looked impossible because they saw all the enemies and all the fear and everything that was going on down there. But miraculously, God sent a rainstorm. Their chariots was in the mud and they couldn't move. All of the soldiers down there got off from all of these famous weapons and these uh, chariots that they had and started to run for their lives. The army of Barak and Deborah killed every one of them by sword except one, and that was Sisera, the commander. So he gets out, he runs, and he thought he had it made. And he went to the uh, tent of Jael. He went to the wrong tent, didn't he? Because just as soon as he got comfortable, she took her a hammer and a tent peg and nailed that thing through his temple and killed him. So the prophecy was fulfilled that the credit would go, all glory to God and to the women that he used. See, Deborah didn't want any glory for herself. She wanted, she was a prophetess. She wanted people to worship God. And she wanted them to understand the love of God. So in chapter 5, you see them rejoicing and having a victory celebration because God had fought the battle for them. God went before them, and the battle was won. And so some of you may be on that mountain today, and maybe God has told you to do something, and you're afraid to take a risk. If it's God telling you to do it, you better do it. If he's telling you to pray for somebody, you need to pray. 
If he's telling you to uh, lead somebody to Jesus, now is the time. You got to listen to the voice of the Lord. If you don't take a risk, you risk everything. Let me say that again. If you don't take a risk, you risk everything. You'll never know until you put feet to your faith. Many of you that are watching this program, you feel like you're on that mountain now. You've got a mountain of problems in your life. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's with your health. Uh, maybe you've lost your job and you're looking down at the enemy and you see no way out. Well, you got this because you got the spirit of the living God living within you and the battle belongs to him, but you've got to do your part and be obedient. See, your obedience brings miracles. And many of you right now, I believe you have positioned yourself for your miracle. We still serve the great I am. He's not the great I was, and he is whatever you need him to be today. If you're watching this program and you need special prayer, we do have a 1-800 number and we would love to pray with you. Just leave a message and we'll call you back. If you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, in these perilous times, I don't know how people make it without Jesus. So you'll go through battles, but you'll never be alone because the Holy Spirit will lead, guide, and provide for you. But if you're not saved, you don't have the Holy Spirit living within you. And maybe some of you know religion, but you really don't know Jesus. And if that's you, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, find you a good Bible-believing church. They're open now and grow to be more like Jesus. He will lead you. His Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Also, I can't go off the show without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we could use your help right now. This is not my ministry. This is our ministry. And if we are feeding you and you're encouraged by this ministry, you know, it, if we all just helped a little bit, you may say, well, a little bit won't do any good. We have never tried to manipulate people for money. That's not who we are. But we do believe that you listen to the Holy Spirit and we could use your help right now. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.
Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.